I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, listeners, drum roll, please. I can't afford a drum roll sound effect, so you have to imagine that in your own head. On the 16th of December, that's a Ooh, Sunday. Festive. Sexiest day of the week. I love Sunday. Officially. I'm always out on a Sunday. Because... I'm easy like a Sunday morning. Mm. What about the evening? Uh, and mid Even afternoon. Even easier. I'm, <laughs> I, I start off easy and I get easier and easier as the day progresses. I love it. That's what and I like then to Monday, hear. difficult. Yeah. Manic, difficult manic. on a Monday morning. <laughs> we will be at the Deptford Cinema. Oh. That's the cinema in Deptford. And we will be doing a live version of The Dream Factory, ah. preceded, Ooh. that means before, mm. by a screening of a film that is, sounds like something that we came up with, but actually exists. And That's not only does it fun. exist, it existed in 1964. Wow, and it still exists now. It does. Wow, it's lived a long time. And Joel and I had a bit of a conversation about this earlier, but the title of the film's a bit of a spoiler. So for the for the sake of our day, we're going to call it Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? Yeah, we're celebrating its big 54th anniversary. Uh. <laughs> it's the big one. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be there'll be a screening of that film, Santa Claus, colon, Conquers the Martians, Dawn of Christmas. That's at 3.30, and then we come on at 6pm, according to this official schedule. <laughs> nice. 80-minute movie. A, a long film. <laughs> no, it's an 80-minute movie, and then there's a break for you, because your minds will have just been blown. And then we come out... Break for like an hour and a half? Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's, it's really... It's, right, I'm honestly, not sure that many people are going to stick around, John. <laughs> the film is so good that you need longer than the film's running time <laughs> <laughs> to just, just to collaborate. says what's yeah. happened. Fair enough. Collaborate? Fair enough. Calibrate. Calibrate. <laughs> Camembert? <laughs> Look, we're going to talk about it more coherently in every episode after this one, so take in some of that information that you've just heard. Right. Today's announcement is like a save the date for the 16th yeah. of December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John's been really rubbish at this last <laughs> sort of couple of minutes. Really bad. Um, and you'll see on the next episode, I'm going to sell it to you. You probably don't want to come at the moment, but just you wait. I think you should sell it to us now, Joe, if you're no, so good. No, let's not.
Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where we, John and I, will brave such adverse weather conditions as a bit of rain and some wind to perform a reading of the script live. I'm Joel, a man who puts the lark in larceny. And across from me is John Harris, a man so ashamed of his own naked flesh that if a hacker were ever to break into his phone in the hope of securing some nude selfies to leak to the internet, all they'd find is a collection of passive-aggressive WhatsApp to me asking why I haven't replied about when we're recording this week. The answer, John, as it always is, is we're recording right now. (laughs) There's so much truth in that for once. A really, a real truth bomb in there. Yeah. Uh, Really getting out, working through some stuff. Um... John, should we pitch some films? Yeah, why not? This one's from Liam, Jack Black Reacher. Oh, okay. Jack Reacher's like a spy? Yeah, he punches people. How, long arms? Yeah. Is that his thing? <laughs> Jack Reacher. Is that his thing? <laughs> yeah, he's got sniper's arms. It's like a stretch arm shot. Yeah, he's got yeah. sniper's arms. A sniper's known for having long arms? No. He oh, snipers a- with his arms. Whoa. <laughs> Like up to a mile. Yeah. It hits people. Why doesn't he yeah. just get a sniper rifle? You know the film American Sniper with Bradley Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> it's just that, but... He can punch people really far. Does shooting. he also have to like factor in the wind and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. At the opening sequence, his uh, fellow sniper's like, where's he gun? And he's like, watch this punk. <laughs> what? Well, well, and someone just gets punched. <laughs> What's the end result? How do you like have momentum? Because... Here's the thing about sniper rifle. I think you'd gain momentum as you're going. So it's, it's building momentum the whole time it's going for like a mile. Yeah, you'd punch through someone's head. <laughs> but when I was imagining it, it was already stretched out to like a mile and he was aiming it and then just like hitting someone a little bit. No, no, no. But there's so much, there's a lot of obstacles there. No, it looks like a normal arm. He's um. So Jack Reacher, he's got his arm extended to a mile. Yeah. And then a train goes through it he's... and his arm, his arm gets cut down to normal size and he has to learn to love again. <laughs> Aww, yeah. I like that. And he's Jack Black. If you could reach a mile, what would you reach? And he's Jack Black. <laughs> you, uh, and, uh, can, is the arm... No, it's not always a mile. It extends to a mile. <laughs> no, it extends it's, to a uh, mile. Really hard. If anything, it's... Yeah. He's basically... Is it Mr. Fantastic? Yeah. Which is weird. The other Fantastic Four, Mr. Fantastic, the big boss man, yeah. whose thing is being stretchy. <laughs> it's not that fantastic. No. I, I, but what are the others? Hot you, guy. Yeah, fire um, guy. Bri- brick man. If you're doing... If you're doing I mean, a, brick man. Come on. The thing. <laughs> Brickman. What's such a weird lineup? Mr. Fantastic, The Thing. What's the flame one called? The Human Torch. That's quite cool. Quite That's literal. cooler than Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I'd say if I was if I was gonna do a power play and go for the leadership of the Fantastic Four, I think the Human Torch and should what, be there. And what's the other one called? I don't know her name, but she can go invisible and make force fields. She also excellent powers, I would argue much better than Stretchy Man. Yeah. So what's the power ranking here? Her, number one. Yeah. Human Torch. Yeah. The Thing. Brick Man. No. Would you rather stretch or be made of bricks? I was stretching, right? I would say, realistically, if these superheroes existed in the real world, the first three would if. be doing the doing the saving, and then Mr. Fantastic would just kind of clean Catch up the people. mess afterwards. Yeah, he'd be catching people. He'd be doing... He'd be on death. High-fiving everyone. Because <laughs> there's a lot of... Like, the crowds gather, right? Yeah, to cheer yeah. you on. And he can get all the high-fives in. <laughs> he really can. Uh, if, if superheroes really existed... Do you think they'd come with hype men? Yeah, big time. They'd have entourages. They'd have massive entourages, wouldn't they? Who's ready for Superman? They do a lot more public appearances than they do in films and stuff. In the real life? Oh, for the cash. Because here's the thing about Spider-Man's mythology. 
he's always broke mm. and he can't afford his rent just do yeah. a couple of PAs nice. do a few nightclubs I reckon Spider-Man can charge 10 grand a pop for that I actually come on yeah Cause, and also what you know in the real world and there, there are loads of comic books you've read, read one recently The Boys that yeah, kind of treat with book. like <laughs> how like if superheroes did genuinely exist like corporation and stuff like that yeah, yeah. but there'd also be another element it's great publicity so you know they'd be fame hungry they'd all have Instagrams they don't really cover that enough and also like if I wanted to get like some likes I could like pretend to fall off a building in the hope that Superman comes to save me. Yeah, nice. For the likes. Oh, people will be doing that. There'll be a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. And then, here's the twist. It turns out that Superman's orchestrating those things. Wow. Because he needs the likes he, too. He needs them more than anyone. It's, it all kind of powers itself. Super likes. And that is Jack Black Reacher. That's Jack Black Reacher. <laughs> Thank you, Liam. I love, I mean, I've said this on the podcast. I think, I think it's basically every other week. Oh, I love Jack Black so much. Oh, yeah. Bring him so back. Make him a spy. Yeah? Yeah, why not? He can do anything. I'm for, I'm, I'm here for it. He's a rockin' spy. Um, a SAR is born. Like T-S-A-R. Yeah, big time. Russian aristocracy. Uh, have you seen A Star is Born? No. Oh, I thought you might oh, have. It's just a typo. <laughs> I thought you might have because you just... You I like got, movies. Well, yeah. And you, I haven't seen a movie in a while. You do a relatively regular cinema date night, which is helpful. Yeah, but it's, mate, it's gone down the pan recently oh, since I'm the breakup. Sorry. No, <laughs> um, since, imagine that's uh, how you told me. That'd be really sad, wouldn't it? No, all good in that department. But the department where it's bad is local cinemas. Uh, yeah, we live in not near a cinema at the moment. Uh, shame. It's putting a real strain on what I'm seeing. Oh, I'm the answer's not a lot. That. I haven't seen *Asar is Born*. I haven't seen *Widows*. Yeah, I haven't seen either of the Garfield films. But oh, that's not no. really related. No, I just, yeah, but I just, it's good those. to it's good to update the listeners. Um, and that's it. They're the only four films I haven't seen. <laughs> I saw Bo Rap recently. What the cool oh, kids call Bo Rap? Bohemian Rhapsody. How's that? It's fine. It's got really good bits. It's got really bad bits. What's the it's best bit? Film. The best bit is right. Apologies, listener. Is it a spoiler if it's real life? Because this is definitely real life. Uh, tell me. Right at the end of the film, yeah. So it crescendos with a performance at Live Aid, right? Of course. They've reformed for Live Aid. It's the big they triumphant. Broke up. Yeah, for a bit. It's the big triumphant reform, right? Mm-hmm, they're they're mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. play. They've got a Bob Geldof lookalike, and he's walking around the backstage. No, they haven't. Yeah, yeah, and he's walking around the backstage area. Give us the your phones morning. are not ringing. Oh, oh no! Uh, They're not going to feed what, the world. What, right? gets the, what gets the phones ringing? Halfway, so they Queen come on stage. Yeah. Halfway through the set, they cut back to the background. The phones are off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Freddie give it one of the old hotline blings <laughs> to down the camera lens. <laughs> Yeah, so... Amazing. And that is what happened. <laughs> that is, that's definitely what happened. Famously, they didn't make any money. Uh, Live Aid didn't make any money. And Bob Geldof was going to be so out of pocket <laughs> until Queen took to the stage. Incredible. That's great. Uh, what about this one from... Oh, we really covered Asar is Born, didn't we? <laughs> Bloody hell. All right, Asar is Born. Michael's so- going to be pleased with that. Uh, probably stayed up late at night thinking, <laughs> thinking that up. I said the words... <laughs> Which is the bare minimum, because if I thought them, no one would know about that. No, I, I just wanted to say that when I was at school, a history teacher told me that the SARS, right, they were so powerful. Yeah. People did anything they said. And I don't know if this is apocryphal. I imagine it is. But I imagine a teacher telling you an apocryphal thing. That's mm. bad. And maybe they hated me. Yeah. Uh, a SAR was like, we need a new railway in Russia. And he put a ruler on Russia. It was like, it needs to go from here to here. And he, his finger was on the top of the ruler, so it left a little bump. Everyone was too scared to say anything, so they just built a railway with a little detour in the middle of it. 
Unbelievable. You can probably quite easily check that out with a uh, railway map of 19th century Russia. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of how powerful they were. So if a star, regardless of that, this is the story, they have no singing talent, but they want uh, to be a star. I like And this. everyone backs them to the hilt. Okay, and Bradley Cooper... Until they do, do their it. big gig at Live Aid and everyone boos because they're rubbish. <laughs> They've never been told they're rubbish. It's their oh, first ever gig no. outside of Russia. And because it's in the 19th century, yeah. there's no YouTube. Uh. So no one could see if they were good or not. And they were, they book, and so Bob Gerdoff booked him for 19th uh. century Live Aid. <laughs> um, just on the, on the recommendation of the Russian aristocracy. And he gets there and he does the song and everyone boos. They're like, this is shit. <laughs> this is really shit. And... The uh, before the performance, yeah, they can't get enough telegrams, mate. They're oh, flying in no so way. many donations. Oh. It cuts back to it mid-performance, dead. <laughs> They're just twiddling their thumbs. I hope Queen come on next. Uh, well, hopefully Queen Victoria. And another uh, element of this film that we need to discuss is Bob Geldof doesn't age. Is this is he a vampire? Yeah. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. P.S. Bob Geldof was a vampire <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Was that it. the worst Sa- bit of Bo Rat? Sarah is born. They didn't really speak too much about Geldof's blood sucking tendons. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Who's he paid? There was a couple corpses in the corner of the room, but they yeah. didn't. They didn't mention it. it they just like- seen Queen perform. No, that's a joke. Because I think Queen is shit. <laughs> oh yeah, well, you wouldn't watch Bo Rat then. You've got no real need to. Mm, do I watch films about things that I hate? Mm, I've seen horror films. Uh, it's not the same, mate. No, it's not. Is it? Sarah is born. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What about this one from Lem? Get shorter. Man moves into a town where everything is a foot and a half smaller than it should be, so John Travolta has to get shorter. That's good. He's quite short anyway. Is he? I don't know, but he seems it. Johnny T. I've genuinely got no idea how tall he is, but he seems short, don't you think? Hmm. I just called him Johnny T. Do you think if you met him and went, Johnny T, what would he do? Would he be all right with that? No. <laughs> he, I, I would call him the Trav Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Big T. Trav Man. Volty. Volts is quite a cool nickname. Yeah. 
Here's a fun idea for like a, a feature where you we both interview a famous person and whilst doing it we have to come up with as many ludicrous nicknames for them between questions and see how long it is until they get their people to ask us to leave kill us (laughs) are we going to interview a famous person (laughs) have you got is there some bookings you're not told me about (laughs) yeah it's it's, sorry straight after the uh, the live show on the 16th of December at the Deptford Cinema good plug who's the special guest don't tell them yeah but look here's a clue it's Christmas people like to call him S man, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We've got Sean Paul. <laughs> Why is that the first person I thought? Famous person I thought with the name with an S in the name. Yeah, it works. Who's yours, uh, Simon Pegg. <laughs> I was just better. listening to a podcast where he was. Being that's better because if we if it's a movie night and Sean Paul's there, what's he going to contribute? Nothing. No. Uh, this one comes from not ba- nothing. <laughs> this one- the man's a performer. <laughs> Uh, this one comes from Buck D, and it is a sequel to Hamley, which was the Beck Hill episode. Mm. Uh, Moulin Rouge. Good, good, good. It's a sequel. It's in France, Sexy and it cows. involves a farm animal. <laughs> sexy cows. I've only seen the first 30 minutes of Moulin Rouge. Yeah. No sexy cows as of yet. None yet. None yet. <laughs> you wait till minute Is Moulin the correct pronunciation? Moulin? Oh, Moulin Rouge. M- yeah. Did I say Moulin? Is it Moulin? Moulin? Yeah. Now I'm interested. <laughs> Right. All right. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Maybe. Mulan. It's about cows using local area network connections. Wait. What? Lan. Oh, nice. Very. Did you you ever had a lamb party? I didn't. No, I don't think so. What were we talking about? Uh, so it's a cow. Mm. All right. So it's a dancing, singing cow introduced to the stage by Jim Broadbent. D- uh, people love Moulin Rouge, and that is fine, and I am there for it, and I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But. I don't like the fact that it starts with her being like, I'm going to die at the end of this film. That's probably why you checked out after half half an hour. She just goes, yo, don't tell you what I want. Oh. Don't expect me to be here at the end. Mm. To be fair, a Spice Girls cover wouldn't have been out of place in Moulin Rouge. Would have been right on the money. Yeah. Is it good? Is Baz Luhrmann a good filmmaker? Difficult to know, really. He's an interesting filmmaker. Mm. Is he shit? I'm not going to. Um, Ba- I mean, come. He's listening. Has anyone, Baz, really, has anyone really ever talked about the fact that his name's Baz? <laughs> I, I that think... might fly down in Australia, but that means he's just like Baz is a guy who changes the wheels on your car. I what well, this this makes more sense. I think as a director's name, I for a very very long time thought his name was Basil Erman. Basil, oh, that, that is Ehrman. much better because is it Basil Erman? Yeah, Basil Basil Erman. Basil Erman. Basil Erman. Basil Erman. It's not. Yeah. And if you just that'd be embarrassing set. if we're interviewing him. <laughs> Hi, Basil. Lovely to meet you. What? Uh, I would, like I said, me I saying that standing there thinking, I think your films are shit. You call him Basil. Yeah, I would have just said B man. So we would oh, have been fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Big, very nice, big very B. Nice. Yeah. Let's know what your thoughts about Basil Lerman. Like all those other tweets. Which his films were made up, mate. <laughs> right. I'm only bitter because I went to the Romeo and Juliet secret cinema and it got rained off, and I'm holding him personally responsible. Fair play. Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Wonderwall. <laughs> It's just the Gallagher rubbers that they got once. <laughs> I've actually got um, uh, Crimes of Grindelwaldo here, which is an American reference, but we know. it works. We know who he is. He's Wally. He's Wally. Yeah, my one's better though. Yeah, the Crimes of Wonderwall. It's yeah. good, isn't it? Liam's the baddie. Ian Brown is in a Harry Potter film. 
He stirs a cup. Is with he? His, yeah, he stirs a cup with some magic finger. No way. Yeah, yeah, and he's in like the um the philosopher's stone roses. Yeah. Oh, come on, hello. That's what, you, that's what you're paying for when you come there on the sixteenth. There we go. He um yeah he's in. The, in a uh, previous life, we used to have a bell that we'd ring. No, we did it on one episode. Whenever one of us had made a good line. Yeah. But the reason we had to stop that is that we were just ringing that bell every ten seconds. <laughs> Also, if the podcast became more bell than anything else. You've got. I think you've got to specify that because to the listener, they're thinking because I've heard this on other podcasts. They're thinking like a concierge bell that you'd get at a hotel, like ding, ding. <laughs> no, like a town crier. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to describe the bell, it's the sort of bell you'd see a town crier with. That was the problem. It was taking fifteen seconds to get it to get it, it up, get the motion it. going. Yeah, it was really tricky. It has to be ready. We had to have some guy primed, ready to go. It really killed the momentum of the podcasting. Well, I, th- oh, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, what you should do is you should get your own bell and then you ring it when you hear a good line. Yes. That's nice, isn't it? Because we don't want to tell you what was a good joke. Mm. But they're, they're there if you if you listen hard enough. On Acast, if you listen in the app and it, or the website, they have like markers that you can put into the episode where yeah. like it's supposed to be for relevant links and like yeah, images and stuff. Bell. But we just have that was a good bit. What's also good about the bell ringing <laughs> is that it kind of drowns out the sound of me acknowledging I just made a good joke, mm. and it just seems seamless. There's nothing worse than me listening back thinking I said something half funny, and then I'm like ha 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 ha, yeah, and I'm not laughing. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> you realise you're not even recording. <laughs> What about this one from Vanessa? Toy boy story. Good. Toy boys. That's like young partners, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, so younger, young partner. younger um, partners come alive when no one else is in the room. Well, there's that internet theory that they're all sex toys, right? Yeah. We've done sex toy story before as well yeah. because they're Buzz and Woody. Buzz and Woody and... And Slinky. Slinky. Mr. Ham. Little Bo Peep. <laughs> they're all the Mr. names of popular Mr. sex toys. Mr. Army men. Look... I try Butt and plug. I try and <laughs> I try and act like I'm naive, but I've I've heard about Mr. Potato Head. We but, all have. Yeah, come on. We've all been on the internet. <laughs> so a, y- a younger man and an older woman, and they use sex toys to come <laughs> alive when the person's not in the room. Ah, oh, that's when you. That's not when you want them to come alive, <laughs> unless they're horrified by what they have to do. And some of them would be. I think. Um, good question. Maybe they like their job. Maybe mm. they're fans mm. of what they're doing. That's job satisfaction, am I right? Yeah. Oh, I hate myself saying that. Toy Story 4 teasers out. Yeah. L- literally moments ago from us recording this. Mm. Oh, it's going to be great. There's a fork. There's a little fork. There's a little mm. fork. Bit of a curveball, that fork. Yeah. it's uh, It really raises some existential questions. Basically, what that film What's is... What's a toy? Not, exactly. What, what it's suggesting is you draw a face on something, it will become. it will come alive when you're not looking at it. Yeah, that's a worry, isn't it? Uh, look, all I'm saying is I've known people <laughs> to draw faces on bums. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was one of my favourite pastimes. <laughs> but when am I not looking at my bum? <laughs> you've, seen my, you've seen the mirror set up in my room. <laughs> That's never coming alive. Yeah. Yeah, no, good point. What is a toy? I think that's the, big, that's the big philosophical question mm. of uh, the next film. But why don't you get in ahead of it and tell us what a toy is? I'm looking right now at some cuddly toys on John's bed. Yeah. They're all his. <laughs> We've got a penguin. Yeah. We've got Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. We've got... Is that your man? No, it's an owl, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was your man from Totoro. No. You know Totoro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's a little dinosaur guy. Yeah. And, and and miscellaneous dog. Yeah, with yeah. a balaclava. Interesting that one of them's a well-known character. Yeah. The others, they're just like animals. They're just guys. He's got a real sense of ego, Pooh, actually. Yeah. Well, he's the big dog in this yeah. bunch, isn't he? Which is ironic, given there's an actual dog. <laughs> 
<laughs> For the record, normally, um, normally they'll be on the chair. That normally, there's a lot more. normally there's a lot more of them. They all had to get off your chair. <laughs> oh, Sorry, guys. But you look very uh, comfy look now. more comfy now, I'd argue. Do you have a cuddle one? Uh, no. I've, no. Not even when you hung over? I was, no, because... Uh, two of three of them are hot water bottle things that you put in the microwave. So if I was super okay. cold, I might consider it. But I've never, I've never done it. I, I've, and then I've would you put it between your legs? Feel weird though, wouldn't it? Ugh. I don't like kind of anthropomorphizing a hot water bottle in that way. And then just shove it. I put it in weird places. Yeah, like between my butt cheeks. <laughs> Which is why <laughs> the original design face. of the hot water bottle was so good. That's <laughs> what it's designed for. You know that, don't you? No. Like a toast rack. You lay on your front. <laughs> you just pop it in there. Preferably with some butter on. <laughs> that's what it's for oh, what, Joel, can we that's what the original hot water bottle design is think about it where else would it go it's a square it's a flat square <laughs> it needs to go somewhere that most resembles a toast rack <laughs> on the human body it's the arse mate do you look at every flat square and think hot water bottom pieces of paper <laughs> you thought where were they originally stored <laughs> yes <laughs> if you're reading a good book a shelf <laughs> give me a break nature's shelf <laughs> <laughs> when you go to the toilet, need a poo. Well, it's all right because you can take out the book, do your and business. The pages you've already read. <laughs> it's ideal. <laughs> uh, should we do our own movie ideas? Yeah. Go so mine is Sue Sue Speria. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, what's Sue Sue? It's the Phil Collins song. <laughs> What's the what's the plot of the Phil Collins song, Susie? Uh, uh, it's Sue Sue Studio, isn't it? Uh, I don't know that I, song. And here's the thing. Yeah? I don't know the film. Oh, great. What's Suspiria about? Spooky, suspicious things. Yeah. I think it's like um, a ballet teacher and stuff. I think there's something to do with ballet in there. Phil Collins teaches ballet. <laughs> you happy with that? Fucking creepy. Uh, that would be. Phil two, Collins. Studio. Because he's in a tutu. There you go. Well, well. The hits keep coming, mate. Do your one. Mine, yeah. not a lot of thoughts got into mine. It's interesting. You're better at puns off the cuff than you are practised and planned. That is weird, isn't it? Uh, goosebumps, but it's geese. That <laughs> one, they just walk into you. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> Maybe it's every book, every Goosebumps book, but with geese. Geese are terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Say cheese They're and the scariest duck. bird. Yeah. They are, come on. Oh, a swan. Vulture. Have you ever really looked at a swan? Because mm. they look right back at you. Yeah, yeah. like a pigeon's not doing that. There are certain, like I think, certain geese in particular. You look at them and you think, "Yeah, you're a bird," and then you look at their feet and you think, "You're a dinosaur, mate." Yeah, you're a bloody dinosaur. Get this straight. <laughs> What's going on? I was attacked by a goose when I was a kid. Oh, sorry, mate. It bit me on the finger. Goose bumps. Bumped right into me. <laughs> Bumped into a lake. Oh. Um, and, I, and then it took me to its little island in the middle. I actually lived with geese for two years. <laughs> That's the story of Goosebumps. That's it. Me growing up. That was fun. Yeah. I think I think I think I'd give me I'd I was on a ten out of ten and you probably five, six, I think. Yeah. Three more than usual. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well done, mate. Thank you. Another podcast closer to death. <laughs> but and that that's not just us, that's a listener as well. Yeah, yeah. That no matter you know, no matter no matter how long it is until that final day, mm. you are closer you just, now yeah. than you were when this podcast started. <laughs> I mean, keep thinking about those death thoughts because no one's coming to the studio. It's really weird. Anyway, we know it's the end of the show because there is a knock, knock, knock on the studio, John's bedroom door. Uh, and entering is Chat Black with two lovely little hot water bottles for us.
That was the show. This isn't the show, but it still is kind of the show. Jack, hey. Black, Jack Black was in the Goosebumps film and in the first film we'd pitched. So that's nice. A little Holy bit. shit. Ring Every that episode bell. we do, we always... Ring that good podcast bell. That was fun. I am going to go home now. Yeah? Hot water bottle. Slide it in. <laughs> you got to make Let's sure it's a good got old a think thick... about stuff. you got to make sure the hot water bottle has a thicker base so it doesn't get lost. You build up a tolerance. <laughs> it's like leather down there. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media, then you'll be the best listener.